that time. No, that's right. You are now tuned in and therefore have positioned yourself to become undeniable in your pursuit of personal, professional, and spiritual excellence. Now, hopefully you are pursuing excellence, but if you're not, you have come to the right place today. Welcome to this special election spotlight episode of Become Undeniable. I am your mostly humble host, Brad Austin, as always, keeping it real no matter whose feelings it hurts, while providing undeniable value every step of the way. I'm skipping the monologue today because we have a special guest in the house. This person here in Palm Beach County, Florida, is someone who, man, this woman is crazy. She wants to cut funding for teachers' salaries. She wants to cut funding for teachers' positions. She wants to cut funding for police, like my guest yesterday. She wants to arm untrained classroom teachers, people who have never held a gun gun before. She wants them in front of your kids. No, that is not the case. All right, don't believe the stuff you get in the mail. Jennifer Showalter, she is a mom of two special needs kids. She was an advocate for special needs kids for 16 years and is now running for Palm Beach County School Board in District 6. Now, if you're not familiar with District 6, like I wasn't, that includes Wellington, Royal Palm Beach, Loxahatchee, The Acreage, Bell Glade, Pahokee, South Bay. Did I miss anything, Jen? A little bit of West Palm Beach, a little bit of Lake Worth, a little bit of West Boynton. Look, and did you get South, South Bay, uh, yes. Bell Glade, Pahokee, Canal Point? Yeah. Yes. And, See, I missed a few things. I'm already getting educated here. This is great. (laughs) How are you doing, Jen? Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I appreciate you making the time because um, I think think people need to hear what you have to say. And I think, especially in these last days of the election where there are probably maybe quite a few people who are undecided, right? And I, I think at least even though I don't have kids, I get really pissed off when I see some of the things that I've seen over the past couple of years and the, the way in which school boards across the country are treating the people they are supposed to be serving and the kids they're supposed to be serving. I, I don't, I don't, the only, the only thing that makes sense to me in this regard is that they are getting orders from somewhere, but that's, again, I'll, I'll take off the tinfoil hat for a second and we can discuss that later. Um, so, Jen, tell me, because you've been running now for what, 18 months, I think you said? Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll be 18 months this 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 month. So you're pro- you're probably pretty tired. <laughs> yeah, my oldest, I actually have three. Um, my oldest okay. is uh, daughter Sydney. She graduated Valedictorian of Wellington High School this past year. She was a junior when I started, and now she's at University of Alabama. Very nice. Long, Very nice. What long, is she studying longer. out there? I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah, what's well, she studying I, out there? Oh, she's she's uh, in the honors college. She's getting a mm-hmm. uh, accelerated degree in kinesiology. She's getting a bachelor's and master's. And she, wow. <laughs> this is a little proud mom moment. Um, right before she entered, they called and said, Sydney, with your AP dual enrollment and ACE credits, you are classified as a junior. You're 45% done with your bachelor's and you're entering with a 4.0. That's crazy. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank I mean, that, that has to be a proud moment for you. That's awesome. Yeah. She's, so let's, she's so let's talk about something that is unfortunately a little bit more depressing. Um, <laughs> so tell me, okay, I, I need your help with something. Um, can you, I think, I think, again, I, I'm not a parent, so I don't want to, I don't want to pretend to know things that I don't. I'd rather you just, I'd rather ask the question, have you educate me. Um, but what is, I mean, what is the responsibility of a school board? Like, can you educate me on on what what the school board's role is, how it affects the lives of the students, the teachers, etc.? Yeah, the the school board's in charge of policies, procedures. They're in charge of hiring, firing. They are the ones that uh, deal with, um, you know, putting in the principals. They are in charge of uh, expulsions. They deal with the finances and the contracts, and uh, we we are in a mess. And I've been going to the school meetings for about two and a half years. I've been speaking at all of them for about two and a half, two. And 
Um, I've seen what they've been doing and what they haven't and what they've been saying and what they aren't saying. And that was why I got in this. Somebody needed to be the adult in the room. Okay. So it sounds like the school boards, um, again, I, I'm an entrepreneur, founder, CEO of a tech company. And so I'm, it sounds to me like the school board essentially is, uh, they, they run the business of running the school board essentially in all facets. Is that accurate? Yeah. And they're, they're in charge of the curriculum as well. Oh, okay. Um, and they are in charge of the atmospheres at the schools. They're in charge of, of what goes on basically. Right. So, okay, let's, let me circle back to, you just said something a second ago. You said somebody had to be the adult in the room. Okay. Like, so that's gonna That can lead into why, why are you stepping out to do this? I mean, I'm sure, I mean, you had a, a career in, in marketing and advertising. You, you have special needs kids, you homeschool when you're kids, you're busy like the rest of us, right? What's your motivation to step out and say, yeah, I'm going to just uproot my life and, and cause more chaos and, and scrutiny and just run for a school board office. What's why? Um, because I couldn't stand by any longer. Uh, it makes me emotional really seeing, um, the devastation in our schools and seeing the suffering, not only of our children, but of our teachers and listening to parents who just needed somebody to listen, somebody to, to go to bat for them, somebody to actually do something when their child is being bullied. Um, and I, I told my children, I have to stand up not only for you, not only for all the kids in the system, but all the kids coming. Um, this is, this is where our schools are in dire straits and it's affecting our country. And I, I could no longer in good conscience than back. I had to get in there. Somebody needed to represent the people. We have to get the people back on that board. Yeah. Go into a little more detail for me as far as um, what, what you saw, like, what did you see? Cause you can't be the only one who's seeing this stuff. Right? No, you're no. just, you're one of the very few who said, I'm going to step out and put myself in front of, in front of the, uh, in right. front of the fire, you know? Well, they've had these, these are, I'm sorry about the glare, but this is what they have. You can see it, ta the tape up there. That's what they've got taped to the door. The yeah, entryway. It's hard to and, see. Can you just tell us what it is? Yeah, sure. It's, it's their rules for the school board meetings. And if you, um, get out, Get up out of your chair for any reason other than to go to the podium, go to the restroom, or leave the room, uh, leave the meeting. Um, you could be escorted out off the premises by police and may be subject to arrest. If you move the chairs, you could be subject to that. If you clap too loud or cheer too loud or too long. Um, they are so disrespectful to the community, to the constituents. This is not, that's not American. We have free speech. We have the right to assemble. We have the right to address grievances. They literally told us it's a privilege to be in that chamber. That's on record. And I stood up. For the chamber my, that we pay for? Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. And I was there when they had the barricades where you couldn't go into park. Uh, they had human barricades up. Um, and we're just concerned parents and concerned citizens. They wanted to make sure that our children are getting uh, an accurate education that gives them the cognitive skills they need to be successful when they graduate. And whether that's going to trade school or a job or, or college, we wanted to make sure that they had reading proficiency, that if they are getting special needs, that they're getting the services that are required. That, that's common sense. Right, right. So what else did you see? I mean, what else there has, what else, oh, sure. um, just, just I mean, they were literally arresting. I mean, well, I, I saw a man who had, um, who, who had an injury. He stood up in the back of the room and, and tried to explain to the police and they, they had, I watched as they chokeholded him and drug him out to jail. Um, oh. they, a mom went to go use a cell phone. She got a call and they wouldn't let her back in. And I had to help. You know, she, her keys and her daughter were still inside and they wouldn't let Jeez. her go get her child. Um, it's draconian. It's Marxist and it's in our schools. Man, that's, I mean, I, I saw the, the sheet you put up there. I mean, that was a full page of rules and, and I mean, that was a long list. That looks like, 
and sounds like something that would be something in communist China or, or right. North Korea more likely. I mean, right. that, that sounds, that's insane. And right. so I think I'm, I mean, I, I actually saw, I was still living in the Seattle area at the time. I saw what could be the same guy on video that you were talking about who was just standing there, literally just standing in it, in front of his seat. And, and, you know, I don't even know if he was saying anything or not, but he, they escorted him out. They pulled him out. They, they, I don't know if it's the same guy, but was it the only one. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I mean, it South Florida, Florida is known at, I mean, one of the reasons we well, moved here was, was for a, a whole to avoid that kind of stuff. And most of Florida is, is like that. That's, but in our district, we were one of, I believe it was around 13 counties that uh, went against the board of education. And our County was actually voted twice in non-compliance and were fined millions of dollars, which uh, got backfilled. Um, but, uh, our, our school board, our superintendents on record saying, Hey, we're making up our own rules now. Um, Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, he's also on record saying, you know, when somebody said, what do you deal with the parents? And the, 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 he said, send guns, lawyers, and money. That was also, that was at an event he was at. Who is this guy? University. Who is this guy? Uh, that's superintendent Mike Burke. Which again, when when the other previous superintendent uh, was stepping down, uh, many of us in the community, myself included, went to the school board meetings and we said, you know, what is the process for hiring a new superintendent? Uh, we want to be part of that process. Uh, please keep us informed. You know, where are you going to be searching? Um, and they promised that we would be part of this. The that we would have town halls and talk about it. They said that they would be doing a national search. And yet again, they hire from within another financial CFO to be superintendent. Right. No, for sure. I mean, they they they're going to install somebody. They aren't they weren't going to just hire somebody and find somebody. They gotta they gotta get somebody who's who's with them on everything or can be bought. Right. Yeah. Now that's not. I'm not accusing Mr. Burke here of being bought. Um, but looks like a duck, acts like a duck, quacks like a duck. Most likely. Let's move on. <laughs> so I, I, and this is, this is, this is separate, Jen. And I've, I've, I've been concerned about something for a while and this is not, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I, I want to talk about other problems at the school board here, but I mean, why, why were, why were the police actually engaging in this activity? Why were they, why were they arresting people? I don't understand. I, I still, to this day, cannot understand why those who are supposed to protect and serve, uh, protect your free speech, protect your rights and everything else. Why were they, why were they going along with that? Why did they just tell the school board to go to hell and say, no, we're not doing that. Guys, you know, we've, we've talked to them, a lot of us, um, but it's, it's, they're not uh, local law enforcement. They are the resource officers for the school district and the school district is the boss. Um, so, so the same, I don't want to lose my job kind of mentality, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I mean, I, I, I've actually seen video of, of Palm Beach County sheriffs doing this too. Right. And it, it just, it's very, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And, and, and again, we don't have to, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole, but um, I, I would love to, and I, I'm still on the hunt for a couple of sheriffs or police officers to, uh, actually, hopefully, good guys who stood up against this crap. There are there are a lot of really really good officers. Um, I know them, um, re- whether they're resource officers or PBSO. Um, uh, there are some really good good upholding guys and women out there that are really trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And um, I even have some of them um, helping volunteer on my campaign. There, I know one of them came to my door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They are really upset over what's happening and they don't like it either. Their Um, parents too. Yeah. And, and, you know, know, they're, they're Americans. That's right. They don't want to see things like this happening in their schools either. Right. So let's talk about, let's talk about the the problems here. So what are, I mean, what are the biggest problems that you see um, with the current school board? I mean, like, what are, what are they doing that they shouldn't be doing? And, and what are they I'm curious about this. What are they teaching their kids, the kids? 
Well, I will have to give you a brief bullet point synopsis. Or oh, no, take as much time as you need. People need to hear this. <laughs> well, you know, first off, what really started concerning me was just the mistreatment of the community. And then, you know, the fact that I'm a special needs advocate. I have two special needs sons. I saw the bullying. I've heard the bullying that was going on. I started doing research on that. And um, also the fact that I have... My dad was a teacher. My mother-in-law was a teacher. My sister is a special ed. Um, I have some of my best friends are teachers here in the county, and I'm listening to them. And the teacher bay was horrible. The the vitriol, the, the caustic work environment. Um, and then that's that's you know my daughter brought this up. The the students feed off of the teachers and the teachers feed off of the students. It's a symbiotic relationship. And so mm. if either one of them is really unhappy, it's going to not be a good environment. And if both of them are not happy, um, it's a really bad environment. But I mean, some of the parents, some of the teachers were trying to do the right thing and they were sent to rubber rooms or they were, they were um, demoted or, or, you know, ostracized a lot of a lot of reprisals were happening um and continue to happen um i'm sorry for saying um so many times but i'm thinking but like this this is the letter from tim hay you can see his signature there i'll read it to you yeah please was there was a grand jury investigation that went on and he wrote our school board and said that they found failure and refusal to follow mandates for school-related safety laws, such as the Stoneman Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School Public Safety Act. Um, school officers violated and continue to violate state law by systematically underreporting incidents of criminal activity. Um, the district wasted significant amount of taxpayer dollars by hiring a private security firm to train um, prospective guardians in violation of state law. And it goes on and on and on. Um, They're not following their own policies, like policies uh, even regarding data sharing. Um, If some of you have been listening, there's an issue going on with Activate, which is an app. They're forcing the student athletes to use a third party, which they didn't vote on, which is in violation of their own policy. Um, Whenever there's data sharing of of student data, data, they have to vote on that. They didn't do it. And that information, and, and the thing of it is, is you know, their po- policy doesn't say you have to do it a certain way. You just have to get the information in. And people want to use paper. And they aren't allowing the students to participate in their sport if they don't use Activate. And that's a big problem. So you have data share. And, and it's not just Activate. There's a lot of data. Uh, we're finding some data mining, data sharing issues. You have the security issues. You know, I've talked to a lot of resource officers and and, uh, sheriff, PBSO, and they're very concerned over the state of our school security. And so, you know, it's ironic that um, my opponent's supporters put out these little, you know, straight out lies about what I would do. Um, I want to work with the officers, they know best. And I want to work with the teachers and the staff and the students and the parents. And we need to work collectively to come up with solutions and not just for security. We need to do that for basically everything because we need that full 360 view of what the problem is to then accurately tackle it. And we need to all have ownership on that and work together to come up with a solution. Um, So that's a problem. The communication, of course, you know, the fact that they have their meetings at times of the day and that nobody can get to. Right. Uh, then you also have, I know I'm talking a lot, but this, okay. is, this is the an, a file that a friend of mine who is a public school teacher here in the county gave me. Mm-hmm. And this was sent to kindergarten, first and second graders. And <sighs> it includes who are you sexually attracted to? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I see, I see the, the outline. It's, it's a little vague, but it's, I see yeah. the outline of yeah. a stick person with mm-hmm. three genders in the private area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they're putting this out to kindergartners, first grade. Yeah, kindergarten, kindergarten, first, second graders. And I also have been talking to teachers this year in middle school. They've been doing a very explicit sexual activity questionnaire and also 
there was another questionnaire that was put out to eighth graders uh, just last week and parents weren't notified. And, you know, the first one that went out asked if they were two-spirit, transgender. It didn't even give them an option for straight male or straight female. And the teacher who confided in this to me said, and by the way, the student, the school board liaison talking to us at the, you know, because they were having a little training session, said, you don't have to tell parents about this. So, you know, things like this are continuing to happen in our county. And with a $5 billion budget. It blows my mind. We are, our children are not reading. 13 out of the top 20 high schools. This was, I was going to show you this. This is just some of the homework that I've done because I'm a research geek. 13 out of the top 20 high schools failed their reading proficiency. 14 out of the top 20 high schools failed their math proficiency. But we have an A graduation rate. And that coincides, that validates what the teachers are telling me and how they're being forced to move the kids through. So, so we're doing a grave disservice to our students. Where's the money going, Jen? And that's why I've been calling for a forensic audit. I would like to know where every cent is going and make sure that it's being allocated properly. And if it's not, then we can reallocate it. I mean, case in point, our sports, our marching bands, they they have activities, you know, events that they have to get to after school. And we have buses and drivers, but we don't have money in a $5 billion budget to get them to their sporting events. Right. So... So I'm starting to, I'm starting to get a little pissed off here. Um, as someone who doesn't have kids, it's still pissing me off because I'm, I'm how help me understand this. Okay. So it seems as though out of the blue, quote unquote, where would such priorities, where would such an agenda to teach kindergartners, gardeners, first graders and second graders, uh, uh, about gender, anything, much less everything you showed me on the sheet, right? Much less trans and where, I mean, I, I guess I'm, I need your help to understand where, where something like this or why something like that would just get in, incorporated into curriculum. Well, you know, that it it's, you know, it's a system, a systemic problem because it's nationwide. You know, it's not. Well, like I understand that, but that just tells me. Right. I understand that. But at the same time, it just tells me that like it, it's coming from somewhere. Right. Right. You can't right. tell me these people at these school boards all across the country just miraculously all of a sudden within a two year period decided, hey, let's just introduce this to the kids. Right. Do you know yeah. where this stuff is yeah. coming from? There's a lot of theories and conjectures on. on Are that. we putting our tinfoil hats on? <laughs> yeah, I would be it'd be pure speculation on my point. But my thing is this. Bottom line is it's got to go. 100%. Bottom line is we have to make sure our kids have the cognitive skills, the problem solving skills. Uh, they need to have math, science, reading, civics, history, music. I was talking to a girl in South Bay and she has to get bused to another school for chorus. That's unacceptable. That's I was talking to a family and they go to a middle school in Loxahatchee acreage area. That is for pre-veterinary. It's a pre-vet choice school. And mm -hmm. the principal decided this year, we're not going to have animals. How do you, how do you run a pre-veterinary program without animals? Right. Uh, I, there's just, there's no rhyme or reason and if you go to the school board meetings, again, it's the same thing. People are like, there's nothing actually getting done. Well, yeah. Um, and so for me, that's why I'm running. We have to bring common sense back. We have to bring the will of the people back. People want to make sure that their kids are learning what they need to for school. School is not the morality police. School is there for academics. Right. And they're infringing on individual rights. They're infringing on religious rights. They're infringing on parental rights. And, you know, the staff, there are a lot of staff that was harassed and discriminated against because they didn't want to take the vaccine or they didn't want to wear a mask. Those are their medical rights. Yeah. Um, and that, that was being infringed on. So there's, there's just a lot of things to go all the way around you know, to deal with. And somebody asked me, what would I do first? 
And I said, this is basically equivalent to a ball of holiday lights. And if you want to get one strand out, you're going to have to start working on a lot of different areas of that ball of lights in order to get that strand out. Right. So there isn't going to be just one thing to work on. There's going to be a lot of things to work on simultaneously. Right. But Jen, so like, so how much, how much can, how much can one person do? You've heard that question before, right? How much can one person do? What, I mean, if, if you are outnumbered by how many other school board members are there? Six. Six. So you, there's seven total. Yeah. All right. So if you're outnumbered by six others, I mean, what, what is, what kind of effect can you have? One person can change the world. One person can start the ball rolling. I can have uh, meetings. I would, I want to have town hall events where we meet in a high school gym and we talk about the issues where we discuss, we can go back and forth. I want input from the people. I want them to know that there is somebody that's going to listen to them that they can go to with, uh, if they have evidence of discriminatory or abuse or what, whatever it is that they can come to me and know that I've got their back. Uh, I can go through and have press releases and press conferences to talk about things that I'm finding. I can make sure one of the things they all have an introductory, uh, speech, every single school board meeting. Well, if I can't get something in there, I'm going to take my time and list every single item in the consent agenda and how much they cost because nobody, mm. every single meeting, millions of dollars get spent and nobody knows anything about it. It takes about 12 yep. seconds for them to vote on it. Every single yeah. school board meeting. hundred percent. And that's done on there's purpose. A lot, so you know there's that. a lot. That's just the tip of the iceberg, but there's a yeah. lot to do. Yeah. So it, yeah, it sounds, it sounds like to me that you're oh, going to start. They got it. Yeah. The what? Forensic audit. Right. Well, and then who's, who, who's going to choose the auditor though? That's the, <laughs> right. We'll get there one step at a time. <laughs> right. Is Mike Burke going to choose the auditor? I mean, let's, let's, uh, let's keep, you know, let, that, that's another thing you got to be concerned about. Right. Um, it sounds like, it sounds like the, the approach, which is what I would do if I were you, honestly, is, is, is really just try to, you know, expose, what the public doesn't know to the public, right? It is their money. It is the reason we exist. It is the reason the school board can do anything that it can do. Um, and so if you're going to be uh, exposing that in, and bringing it all into light, if you will, in, in, in sunlight, um, <laughs> I, I said, I'm going to start calling you sunshine, sunshine show Walter, you know, <laughs> you're going to get a rep, oh, which is not a bad thing. The people will love you and that's, what's going to matter. Right. So, um, boy, this is crazy. I, I just, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I can't, I've said this on other shows and to friends and to my wife. I'm like, I can't, I could not imagine having kids in school right now. I could not do that. My wife looked at me, she goes, I know I'd be bailing you out of jail every other week, you know, cause I wouldn't have this mess. I mean, Mike Burke would know my face. I can guarantee you. Cause I'd be up in his, whether he liked it or not, he'd have me arrested. Go for it. You know? Um, I, the, the principal see, would know they me. Want, though. They, this is what I tell everybody to peacefully assemble. Do you know oh, I wouldn't, I'm not advocating violence. I wouldn't yeah, smack no, him or anything. No, no, but I'm saying some people say I'm so worked up. I can't deal with it. I can't go. Right. And I'm saying, please, please, you know, say a prayer, do some meditation, whatever. Right. Whatever you got to do or something and then go because we have to work together. We the squeaky wheel gets the grease. We have to show up and we have to be part of the process. And unfortunately, some of these committees, they like to do things in committees. Those committees are not workable. They're at 11 a.m. or two o'clock, two o'clock. When does elementary school get out? Two o'clock. When does high school get out? Two fifty. Right. When everybody's in line before. picking up their kids. Yeah. Workshops are at four. Middle school gets out at four. You know, right. it's it's intentional. Um, of course. So going to the school board meeting, it's once a month. And uh, you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be five to nine. And just go. It, even if you don't speak, go and pay attention. Because mm -hmm. honestly, the, the, the way the cameras are situated, and they've also changed the way the cameras are now, so you can't see the public. Uh you you need to see what's going on. You need to feel the atmosphere. You need to see what's happening not on camera. And wow. 
you, I, I, I advocate all the time for people to be part of the solution, be part of the process. Right. So, yeah, you're right. They, this is, this is all these people do all day long, right? They don't have, you know, they, they don't have other things. This is their oh, no, life. This is, this is their job. Position. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, do you mind me asking what? I think it's around $48,000 a year. plus. Okay. You, you answered my question. Okay. So chances are they may actually do other things as well, but at the same time, uh, I mean, that honestly, that's as bad as things are. It's somewhat encouraging to know that it's part-time and it's not an exorbitant salary. Although it is a great part-time salary, well, isn't the, it? The superintendent's salary is six digits. Of course it is. Um, Mike's an important guy. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he'll want to come talk to me. Who knows? <laughs> Good luck with that. Is that what that meant? Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to say it. It's cool. <laughs> um, so, okay. So you told me, you told me before the show um, that the school board is shutting out parents. And I know you've, you've touched on it a little bit here and there. And the reason, the reason I'm asking this, I, I want to ask you what you meant by that. What are the things they're doing? I'm building a case, okay? I'm building a case for people listening in Palm Beach County to look at you as the disinfectant candidate, as to, to someone that's actually going to advocate for their kids, for different practices, not these sneak around things, hiding things in the dark and everything else, right? Um, right. Because parents need to hear this. So, so help, right. help them understand how they are shutting them out in how many ways, because you've got to well, see it. It's on every level. You have everything from policy. At some point, at one point, they were trying to write policy where we would be reduced from three minute uh, to sixty seconds at speaking time at the at the meetings and and a total talk time of an hour. So even if you had signed up to speak and it went to an hour, you wouldn't be able to speak. They cut the ability to call in. So say you have young children or you're sick or you're working and you just can't make it that far to get to the meeting right? and you still wanted to be able to have a voice, that voice is gone. Either you show up or you don't have a voice. Uh, then you also have the fact that parents have been systematically reduced uh, presence on school grounds. It varies from school to school. There are some schools that are really trying to keep parental involvement, which is great, but there are a lot of schools, you know, COVID really pushed this along, but where, you know, you don't have in-person meetings anymore. Uh, you don't have classroom moms anymore. You don't have dads that are walking the hallways, you know, hey, make sure you know, you're going to be late for class. Come on. You know, there are so many ways that parents and citizens can be involved in a positive manner in schools and they're being the door shut in their face. Basically you also have parents who want to know what their children are learning and they're being told they need to make a FOIA request. No, there's state law that says any, any information that is given to your child at school should be given to you free of charge. And parents have stated that they've been, Oh, well, we don't have that or it's a copyright issue or you're going to have to pay X amount of money. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of pushback in allowing parents to see what their children are learning. And frankly, I want to go back to books uh, and paper. Children are not learning how to write at all at this point, let alone cursive. Uh, they, which, you know, as a mother who, who had a son with grandma seizures, uh, you know, the neurologist said you have to limit screen time to about every 30 minutes. You need to make sure to get up and walk around. Well, they're on, even after, COVID, they're still, most of them are still on their laptops and, you know, all their homework is on the laptops. Every, you know, their, their textbooks are on the laptops. So, you know, parents don't have access to the papers. You know, you used to come home and take a look mm -hmm. at, oh, you got that wrong. You got this wrong. Well, right. now you have to actually get into the computer and go find it. Um, you don't get to just pick up a textbook and start reading it and see what's in it. So uh, there's, there's a lot more to it than that, but yeah. there's every single aspect of, of involvement's being eroded. Okay. So you, you really, <laughs> I'm just sitting here cringing I'm sorry, because you, okay. 
they are saying that you need to secure a FOIA request to see what they are teaching your kids, the curriculum no, there, there that, what? There have been many, many parents who've had to make FOIA requests. That is, that is absolutely mind-blowing. That is insane. That makes no freaking sense whatsoever to me. And it's unlawful. And it's unlawful. It's against the law too. So look, I'm sorry, with all due respect to the position you're seeking and everything else, but you're just a school board. You're just a school board. Okay. You are not the governing body for the parents, for the kids, for the state. You are not. You're just a freaking school board. Start acting like it. Do your freaking job. Man, this is just pissing me off. Maybe we should, maybe we should end this thing. Like vote for Jen. Let's get out of here. I'm done. Yeah, Jeez. well, I mean, the thing of it is, is so many people don't know what's going on. And that's, that's why I've right. been running for 18 months. Because you, I'm not just, I'm, I'm, I'm not a politician. I'm just a mom who said, I can't sit by and see this happening anymore. I need, it, the teachers are being abused, the students, the parents, the community. We all need to come together so we can work together and do, create efficient and positive uh, solutions to the issues we need. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. When you go to the school board, everything's rosy. Everything's great. They may gloss over, well, we have a teacher shortage or, or we have a, this shortage. They, they don't under, they never explain and take ownership of the fact of why we have a teacher, teacher shortage. Uh, The pay scale, uh, the, the vitriol, the reprisals, um, they don't talk about the fact that, um, you know, they talk about the A graduation rate. Well, they don't talk about the fact that our reading proficiency is in the tank, you know, and, and as an advocate for reading, even my son, he has a higher IQ than his sister and she had a 5.562 HPA. Uh, he was having some reading difficulties. And I talked to my sister who had a master's in special ed and she said, have you tried colored villain reading strips? And at that time, I, I didn't know what those were. And I asked the school. They said, oh, it's too expensive. And I go mm. on Amazon, it's $11. So I buy several sets and I donate them. And I said, please put them in his IEP. And he jumped hundreds of Lexile points in a month um, because it was a physiological condition. You know, this is part of the problem is they shove all the kids into a one-size-fits-all box. Right. And they keep trying the same things over and over and over again. I went to bat just the other month at the school board meeting on the agenda, on the consent agenda, they were going to re, um, reinstitute a contract with these reading companies. Well, what's the return on our investment? Right. The ROI is terrible. These kids are not actually learning. Stop beating your head against the wall. It's not working. We need to try a different approach and different kids need different approaches. Uh, I'm a strong believer that every child should have an IEP, an individualized education plan. Um, Every kid's got different strengths. Every kid has different goals and uh, different needs. And you have to work with that. Uh, And also the the money, they're spending all this money where it could go to hiring more teachers to make, you know, lessen the load on the teachers and and get more individualized attention to the kids. We we could have special needs. We need... um, assistance. There, there's just so, so many better places the money could be going. And the other thing is the after-school care. I mean, this is one of the things that a lot of parents have talked to me about is they're literally getting priced out of being able to do clubs or music or sports. You have to pay so much out of pocket just to participate. And it's so, it's not cost-effective anymore. And those teach life skills, social skills. Those teach work ethic. They give them goals. It's great. And, you know, you, you see, you know, I, I just drove past um, a restaurant, which was close by the high school. And there was 35 kids sitting out there and they were having a fight and the police showed up, you know, like, and, and somebody told me, yeah, it happens every single day. People are, you know, they just don't have anywhere to go. They don't have anything to do. And so, you know, we're causing these problems. Same thing with, with the security. I was talking to an officer who said there was an incident that happened where, you know, a fight broke out. Well, the people that instigated the fight weren't even technically supposed to be on campus. Right. 
you know, we have policies and procedures in place. We're just not, you know, enforcing those. So my thing is somebody needs to be the enforcer. Somebody needs to go in and put accountability back in place. Right. And so there's a, we need to know what's going on. You have to do that. You have to, you have to bring that stuff to the light. You have to just, because, because if people knew they, they would do right. If people actually knew they would probably do something because it's their kids. Right. Well, um, I, even people without kids. I mean, you like yourself. They, well, it's, it's, it's my money too. Right. Yeah. It's not right. And, 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 and it's having, you know, we all, we're all supposed to care for one another. Well, yeah, but also care for our community, care for the future of our country, because if we keep going down this road, what's going to happen to our nation? I mean, look at what's happening already. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just going to, it's just going to get worse. Um, so, let, so let me get this straight. There's a, there's a teacher shortage mm-hmm. there. There's a teacher shortage, but there's a $5 billion budget yeah. as someone in business. That makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. And the five that makes no sense. include, there's a lot of, of private entities that donate money as well. So, yeah. So, pri- oh, oh, so, okay. So businesses you can donate to a school board. You can donate to the really? schools. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. So now you're, now you've, now you've got me, now you've got me extra curious, right? How much money is coming in? Where's the money coming from? Who's gotten it? What companies have an agenda to push whatever into the schools, onto the kids? Those are questions that have to be I'm asked. calling for a forensic audit of the budget. Right. I would like to know where every cent is going, who it's going to. Who it's coming from. Yeah, not just the budget, but the expenditures. Yeah, want to know where it's going, and and if we are, you know, the, the Tim Hay, director of Safe Schools, just you know that letter, gross. I'll read it again so I don't miss. Wasted a significant amount of taxpayer dollars mm-hmm. in violation of the law. Right. We need to know what's going on and we need to have some accountability that that can't stand. How are we going to expect our children to follow rules if our school board's not willing to do the same? Right. Boy, again, <laughs> I can't, I, I, I'm actually, there are days I'm very thankful. I'm not a parent <laughs> uh, to be quite honest with you. Um, so look, I, I've said this before. I will say it again. Guy, guys, look, anyone that's listening to this, I mean, if, if there, if you haven't been convinced yet, fine. But the one thing that I want people to understand is like, I, I don't know your opponent. I don't know Marsha Andrews. I don't know her. I've never met her. I can't judge her. I can't say what's in her heart. Um, I, I can't, but there are signs that lead you to certain things. Okay. There are signs like, and again, I'm, I'm from this, not from originally, but I lived in the Seattle area for 16 years. We escaped there, thankfully to come down to a place down here that makes more sense. Obviously there's a corruption everywhere. But when I see, when I see this, you know, here's all the list of things that Jen Showalter is evil, why she's evil and everything else. But when I see that the SEIU of Florida uh, endorses her clearly, I see the I don't know about the Economic Council of Palm Beach County. I don't know anything about them. Um, I see the AFL-CIO endorses her. Leftist unions. If you don't know that by now, then wake up and smell the coffee. They they are leftist organizations, and they they tend to back people who support their agendas and everything else. So I don't know her. I'm not going to speculate on who she is. She may be a great person. She may be a nice person. But the fact that the fact that sh- when people can't talk about their record and they can't talk about themselves and they can't, they can't convince you with their merit that they are better than you for the job. And they have to go out and, and lie about you lie about their opponent. Then that tells me a lot, right? That tells well, me most of the time what I need to know. Well, during, during candidate forums, you hear I, I, I from Ms. Andrews, and sure. the other thing that, that she has said in uh, various forums is, well, I was a teacher. I don't need to listen to teachers. I find that very offensive. Uh, mm. She told me I listened too much in the last candidate forum. And I said, 
we were made with two ears and one mouth for a reason. I don't know everything. I don't pretend to know everything and no one knows everything. And we need to listen to each other and work together to come up with effective solutions. That's yeah. how that's how jobs get done. Right. Well, you know, and then at, at some point you have to ask yourself, are they are they even concerned with getting the job done? Because everything that I've been hearing from you as to how they their day to day practice, that doesn't scream um, concern for the kids, concern for their education, concern for this. I mean, if they're they're spending a lot of time hiding things or trying to conceal things, right. it's, it seems like yeah, that well, doesn't. The, yeah, she's been on the board 12 years. So you have to, and, yeah, that's long and enough. I think there, there are a lot of people who are good friends with her or whatever. That's fine. I'm not talking about her personally. I'm talking about a person right. in a position and I'm looking at return on investment, the OR and the job they're doing. Right. Are our children better off? Are they worse or what you have to analytically evaluate the situation. And that's what I've been doing. And it's not, working. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Oh. Time for a fresh perspective. Jen. It's time to have Jen, somebody you just... with skin in the game. I have a child in the system My do- and my daughter just graduated. And I have a son who might want to go back, but he, at this point doesn't want to go back. And um, so I, and I'm a special needs mom and I'm a special needs advocate and I am a friend and family member of teachers. So Right. I have a lot of skin in the game. Right. And you you just said something. I, I, I wrote it down a long time ago. I say it all the time. Is that, in, especially now, with all the things that are coming to light, all the things that we know, all the things we've talked about here on the show in this short amount of time, my personal belief is that if you continue, Palm Beach County, if you continue to vote the same way, over and over and over again, you are engaging in absolute insanity. And, and it's most likely based in it's, it's, it's uninformed insanity. Right. So, but that's, I I still think there's a place for that anymore. You have to get involved. There's too much at stake. There's too much, there's too much that's gone on. I, I, I spoke with somebody yesterday and, and I just, I just don't think people, you said it, people don't know, Jen, they don't know, what is going on? Because there is an active effort by the people in those positions to conceal what is going on, to keep it in the dark, and then let you know at the meetings that everything is okay when it's not. And so you, you, sunshine, Showalter, baby. I'm telling you, that's gonna. You gotta, you gotta start. You gotta bring that sunshine in. We need it to disinfect. You know. Um, I'm gonna ask you a rhetorical question, um, because uh, I mean. I don't know. Again, I, I don't know if if there's money going around. I'm sure there's fraud. I'm sure there's corruption. I'm sure there's things, but I don't, I can't, I can only speculate as to whether or not anybody at the school board is bought, you know, is bought off, is, is corrupted. Um, but I mean, can you be bought? And if not, why not? Obviously I don't expect you to say yes to that question. Uh, I can't be bought because I have a thing uh, that's intrinsic to my person and that's called integrity. Uh, I am a person of faith. I am a person of, we have a thing in my house. We like to say, um, manners matter. Uh, we, we believe that we are here to do a purpose and a job and we are to treat people the way we want to be treated. And uh, I, I, one of my core values is honesty and that's, Part of why I was running is I was seeing things. They're not telling us what's really going on. And I had a big problem with that. And, I, you know, I've, I've already had people try to do things as a candidate. And I said, no, thank you. And walked away. Uh, because, I, and I'm trying to do everything by compliance, dotting my T's, cro- uh, dotting my I's, crossing my T's. And... Yep. Because it matters. It matters how you run. It matters how you do the job. It matters how you live. And, you know, I, I tell my children all the time that we are constant role models for the next generation. If we want them to be a certain way, then we have to live that ourselves. So, yeah. um, you know, my, my father-in-law served in the military. My great uncle 
was 101st Airborne dropped in on D-Day on Normandy. Mm. Um, you know, it's an honor to serve, I believe, yeah. in in the fact that this is, and I'm a big proponent of term limits too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, and I'm not here to run for another office. I'm here to do this job. I'm here to help our children and help our community. I'm here to help get us back on track and to be the voice of the people. Somebody needs to be the conduit so that they are heard. And that's what I want to do. And that's the whole reason I'm running. And so I am totally fine with being the grassroots candidate that I am because I am of the people for the people and my boss. Well, you are the people. I mean, 100%. So, yeah, you are you are the people. You are one of us. You 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 decided to do what 99% of the rest of us wouldn't even think of doing. You know what I mean? Stepping out, putting yourself out there, running for something because you see things that are out of whack. You see things that need to be fixed and it, at the very least even if you can't fix them yourself, right? You can let the rest of us know that this needs to be fixed. And I it's not right? just me. We all have a part to play and I am encouraging right. everybody to get involved and to be part of the process and to be part of the solution. Um, it, it can't just be one person. It has to be all right. of us. And that's, that's why I am running to try and bring the people back into the process. Right. Not to, not to, not to, not to cause any potential disruptions or anything, but I'm here to tell you if, if that, and it probably has been, huh? I mean, I, I guess I just, I picture this in my head of, of a school board meeting going on and the place just packed to the gulls. I mean, even people against the walls in the, in the, in the aisles and everything else they won't and let you. them they, trying they, to shut the people up. Out. Yeah. They won't let you. If you can't sit in a chair, I mean, you're in. right. But anyway. Well, see then, then at that point, at that point, it is, it is up to those law enforcement officers to 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 uphold those rights i'm sorry it's just a school board it's just a school board meeting we pay for them to sit on their ass up there and tell us what they can what they what they want us to do right so i i'm still i'm still baffled at at the police that would actually engage and escort people out and arrest people for speaking um i think it's a shame and um i would love to to hear from some officers themselves as to either as to why it was done that way i just don't understand it they are our last line of defense, right? Actually, they're, they're our first line of defense. Um, and I just, it just baffles me. But I, again, I, I'll digress on that. Um, so Jen, I, I've asked you a lot. You've, you've shared a lot with us, a lot of which I didn't know. And I'm sure that if people listen to this, um, they're going to find out things they didn't know, which is always a good thing. Um, so now I'm going to just, I'm going to shut up. Okay. I'm going to shut up. The floor is yours. Um let make your case to the people one last time with whatever it is you want to share with them as to why they need you in this school board position, why they should go out and vote for you. Why on Tuesday, November 8th, why they need you there? Well, you, people need somebody in there that is actually going to do the job and somebody who's going to listen to them and going to bring back common sense and respect for rule of law. We, we have, it's unruly and somebody needs to go back in there and bring back accountability. We have to have that transparency. Nobody knows what's going on. And that's when bad things happen. We need to have communication. There is none. And as a professional in communications for 24 years, I can really help with that. And as a parent of two special needs children and a special needs advocate, I have walked the shoes that many of the listeners have walked. You know, my sons have autism, high functional autism, sensory processing, gross motor, apraxia, dysgraphia, Erlen, ADHD. We have a lot. Uh, it's not, that's not even all of it. Mm. Um, so I know wow. what that's like, the, the struggles that a lot of families go through. So there's that. I, I, my kids are twice gifted. You know, my daughter's gifted. You know, she was valedictorian. I understand that all kids are different and that, you can't try to shove them all in the same box. It, they won't fit. So I want to advocate for each individual child. I want to make sure that they have what they need. 
true equality, which is vastly different from equity. We need that mm-hmm. equality. It's not there. And for a board that preaches about this every school board meeting and every time they have an opportunity, it's very hypocritical because they don't have the resources at all the schools. They're not balanced. And so we need to work on that. We have to have a forensic audit of the budget. Somebody's got to go in there and say, okay, where is every cent going? We need that transparency and accountability. But we need to restore the power back to the people. We need to restore respect. And that's not there. People need to know that they're not considered the enemy. And they need to know that at least one person on the board does not consider them the enemy. Whether they're a teacher or a staffer or a parent or a student or a concerned citizen in the county, Somebody's somebody's going to listen to them, actually listen and take notes. And as somebody who's walked seven, 8,000 doors, I've taken notes every time I talk to people at their door and I'm listening and I hear what they're saying. So that's, that's what you need. And just common sense, somebody who's got skin in the game, you know, I'm a, I am a parent of a Palm Beach County public school student. So I know Mm -hmm. what it's like. And I want to make sure that they're all getting what they need to succeed. You know, this is this is about all of us working together to make sure our kids are getting what they need. So I want to work with the community. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you said that you said something and it just really made a lot of sense because their actions make you think that the parents are the enemy, the way they treat them at the school boards. The, I mean, and, and what are... That dynamic makes no sense because if it is really about what's best for the students, if that's the true goal between people like you and the rest of the people in the room and the people on the board, if that's the unified goal, then why is there an enemy in the picture? Exactly. It's why is why is that dynamic there? Driven. It's political agendas, not education. And the thing of it is, is no matter what side of the aisle you're on, we should all be agreeing that our kids need to have the, the, mat, the academics, the, the teacher quality, the facilities that they need to be successful and allow them the opportunity to soar on their own. They have to have that work ethic and, and make it. And we can be there to encourage them and support them. That should be something we should all agree on. And there are a lot of things that actually unite us, if you think about it. But they, unfortunately, the board is so hyper-focused on what they consider important versus what the community and the staff and the students, for that matter, think is important. And there's a big disconnect. So I want to be the connector. Yeah. And then my my mind, of course, just veers into... Well, we, we see what's important to them, right? We see what's important to the current board. But I mean, look, if there's one thing I know in life is that most people, and I mean most people, overwhelming majority of people are followers, okay? They're not leaders. And they will follow what they are handed down. They will follow what they are given by an institution or by you know, whatever the the power dynamic is, even from teacher to student, right? That's why having great teachers is so important. Not teachers that'll push sexual agendas on kids. Teachers that will say, okay, well, why'd you answer that way? Well, I don't know. Well, let's think about it. Teach them critical thinking skills. Teach them to get ready to be out in the real world. Learn to test. I mean, that's part of the problem is we have so many tests. The teachers, a lot of really good teachers don't have time to sit there and help the kids understand and absorb and digest the information that kids, the first question they have is, is this on the test? And they know the answer to one is A, but they don't know why. They don't know why B, C, and D isn't. That's not true learning. That's That's just getting through a test. That's right. And so, but it's, it's just, it's so critical for everybody to understand that we are at critical mass and we have to have somebody on that board with a spine who is willing to say no when the rest of them are saying yes. Yeah. We have to have discussion and discourse 
We have to work through the issues and they're not doing that. We yes, need, yeah, we need yeah. to have that back. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go in there and be a thorn in their side. Go do it and have fun while you do it. And no one's going to like you and be okay with it. Right. Because like I just said, they are going along to get along because most, uh, no one's a leader. No one's really leading. They're following whoever is handing down the agenda. And that's, that, that doesn't serve the kids. It do, yeah. I'm sorry. It doesn't. And then it doesn't serve the parents because the kids aren't intellectually where they need to be to be out in the world. It doesn't serve anybody. Right mm-hmm. now, tinfoil head on everybody. That's probably the agenda. All right. They, they want us dumb. They want us easily controlled. If you are successful, if you are intelligent, if you are an independent thinker, you are much harder to control. Just a fact, right? Jen, so we're going to get ready to close this out here, but um, I I really want to thank you so much for the time today. It's been awesome. And um, how how can people connect with you if they have questions? Um, And uh, how can people support you in these last days of the campaign before Tuesday? Well, my website is www.votegenpbsd, short for Palm Beach School District, Dot com, And you can, uh, on my website, you my email and phone number is on there. Um, you can text me, call me, email me. Uh, there's a form on the website. You can use that as well. I'm happy to talk with you and answer any questions you have. As for supporting, uh, donation time has ended per compliance. Yes. So that's uh, a no-go anymore. But you can share. One of the best things you can do is share information. Right. I am a word-of-mouth person. And you can share this information with three other people and have them share it with three other people. I have a four part video series on my website that delves into the different aspects that we've talked about today. You can go take a look at that and share that with others. Uh, If you'd like, you know, people are going to uh, voting locations on the corners and waving signs or uh, things like that. You can do that as well, but Mainly it's just sharing the information. We've got to get the word out to as many people as possible. What's really going on with their schools and empowering people that they do have the ability to make the change. Absolutely. And that um, your information will be, vote. yeah, hundred percent. Make sure you go vote and vote the right way. Um, Cause remember voting the same way as, as over and over again is textbook insanity. So um, Jen, your website, your information will be in the description of the show on all platforms. Um, so uh, they can reach you as it'll be there for people to connect with you as well. Um, and thank thank It was, this was a very enlightening conversation. Um, and, and again, I appreciate you sharing what you've shared. I, I appreciate the courage that it takes not only to run, uh, to step out there, but also to, to try to bring this stuff to light even now before you're, before you're, before you're elected, you know? Um, and I just, I appreciate it. I, I hope the parents of, of Palm Beach County do as well. No, I, I appreciate all the sentiment. And it, it has been a, a challenge as a special needs mom and um, small business owner and, and wife. We just had our 25th wedding anniversary. Uh, oh, congrats. Last, I think, yeah. And what were we doing? I was speaking at the Bohokie Commissioner's <laughs> meeting. Walking and knocking on Fun board. night out. That's date night right yeah. there, boy. <laughs> but... Um, it's just, it's just, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to share information with others and to encourage others to step in there. And if we work together, we get stuff done. Right. And I'm really encouraging everybody that we can do it. We will together, we will restore our schools and it's your child and it's your voice and it's your choice. And yeah. it's not about me. It's not about the board. It's about you and making sure you're heard. And that's what this is all about. So it's, I'm really thankful for the opportunity to be on your show today and to talk with everybody and share the information. Cause you know, it, that's so critical. Yeah. It's, and this is the long lasting, I win every single day when that light bulb goes off over somebody's head. Right. Every day it's a win. Right. Absolutely. Well, again, I'm really grateful to, to have met you. I'm really grateful to, um, to have had you on the show and uh, I'm going to be blasting this out. I have people that are locals that have been here their whole lives that are going to be blasting this out in, in hopes of just like you said, 
illuminating the problems through this show and through everything else that you're doing. So I, I appreciate you and I thank you again. It's, it's been well, a pleasure. Thank you. It's been same here. A pleasure. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and that it brought some authentic value into your life. Um, I hope it illuminated some things for you because these are some things that, that Jen knows that you needed to know and you needed to hear this stuff today. All right. Now, if you didn't hear any nuggets that were undeniably valuable to you, then you had Q-tips in your ears or something because you clearly were not listening. That There's something wrong there. So what now? Well, before you go listen to another episode of this phenomenal show, right? Share the show and help us grow, especially right now before Election Day, right? It's quick. It's easy. And you will be doing something good for someone else. You will be providing value to someone else because information is power. And this information needs to be heard. After that, if you would, please leave us a nice review so that we can grow the show and inspire the masses, all right? Remember, I say this every time because it makes a lot of sense. You cannot become undeniable if you are uninformed. So make sure you always bless up, Mom. And I'm out. Bye.